Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. I'm Tyler Warner, a small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. All right, Tyler. So we had a little little break for vacation. So we're gonna give uh, so like we're gonna give our one listener what they, what he wants, and it's an expanded episode. <laughs> That's right. He he <laughs> we heard like loud missing. and clear from our audience, and uh, so we're gonna go try to go forty minutes today. Um, we normally keep it around 20. Yeah. And so, today we're talking... So buckle in, folks. Yes, right. That's right. So if you're on your way from uh, Lafayette to Baton Rouge, this yeah. is perfect. Get you across the Basin Bridge. There you go. Um, we hope in 40 minutes. <laughs> we not, yeah. Right. If not, get in the left lane. Right. Um, all right. So today we're going to talk about something that's really, like, I'm passionate about. Um, and, I th- and I think it's kind of misunderstood about what accountants do. Um, and I know our firm's a little different. And so... It's talking uh, this concept of we want to help you as a firm do better business. And that means from the start. And so today I'm going to give you a few examples of times where these are, these are client examples of, and not trying to beat up on these clients, they know it, um, where they got off like most people do. Most people are not intentional in business. They, in some ways. Or about every aspect. About every, let's yeah. back up, about every aspect. They know they want to be in business. But this, and rightfully so, I mean, they're thinking accounting, finance, is that an essential mm-hmm. part of my business that I really need to yeah. spend on? And what happens every time we'll get into the examples is... Well, people generally don't create a product or a service correct. for yeah. the love of accounting. Right. Or to do, yeah, that's right. They yeah. go into business. Right. But what happens is this always ends up derailing them or costing them more than it could from the beginning, or they miss out on opportunities. Right. So a couple, couple case studies. So one I want to talk about is a client of mine has a school. And so from the beginning, obviously they charge a, a flat tuition fee. Okay, so it's a, it's a private school. Private school, yeah. And, um, and one of the things we've mentioned, or we're, and, and this is one we're, we're, we're working with, we're gonna, this is a problem we want to fix, is that the collections from that look somewhat haphazard. You know, you're, you're emailing somebody an invoice to pay by credit card. So, so right there, you're putting the client in the driver's seat about when you get paid, uh, especially with something that's agreed upon and recurring. I think you know when you sign up for a school that there's going to be nine months of tuition, and that's just that. I mean, there's caveats. You might There might be a clause where you can get out, but most people, you get into tuition, it's for the school year. It's August to May. You're going to get paid nine months. So from that point of view, you want to move away from allowing the client to dictate when they pay you and move to a situation where you drop the money from them. So for two reasons. One, the system they have right now is driven by credit card payments, which is a way more expensive way to collect money than what I'm gonna what I'm going to propose, which is an ACH. So I'm literally going to propose to this client to use the uh, the software that we use, which is practice ignition, which is built for accountants, but it could work for this perfectly, where the client gets a proposal. They can, and in this example, their proposal is the yearly tuition. Hey, yeah. you know, Johnny wants to come to school here. Sure. Here's our here's our contract. So for us, it's an engagement letter. For them, it could be a contract. Here's what happens when you come to school here. And before you sign this, you have to put your banking information in. You can't sign the proposal until you put your banking information in. Right. That ACH, at most, I looked up practice ignition cost is a dollar, whereas credit cards generally are around 3%. So you can do the math on that. If you had a $500 per month that's $15 versus yeah. ACH of $1. Multiply that $14 difference by all your clients times the number of months. I mean, yeah. It's wildly cheaper. Sure. So we want to move them to that, but the point in this episode is that could have been done 
years ago. Right. You know, it could have been like, hey, we're starting this deal. What do you think? And I think the reason, and this client, they're, they're awesome people, smart. I could never run a school, so let's put that out there. Sure. But they, <laughs> right? I could. Yeah, yeah, but you could. <laughs> right. But my point is, I don't think that people think my accountant should be involved in that discussion. Right. And we're, I mean, I could bring in Quentin here, who's in the office next door. About the, He's working, I think, at least three conversions right now with clients who are doing things so manually that it's affecting their work-life balance. It's affecting their uh, how productive their business is. But it's because they all got off doing things the way they thought they should, kind of haphazardly and unintentionally. Yeah. Just like, hey, we do accounting. Well, that must be QuickBooks. Or, hey, we do quoting. Well, that must be on a Word document. Yeah. Like, not thought out. And right. they're all now having to pay us to fix it and look, we think the fee's worth it because we're going to give them hopefully a better business and lifestyle. Right. But it could have been could have been done from the beginning. Right. I want to say this, you know, maybe there's a, a few things, right? So people generally make decisions based on their own experiences. Right. So let's just say I, I don't know this client at all. Uh, I don't even know who you're who you're referencing. But let's just say whoever started that school probably worked at a school before. I right. would imagine. <laughs> And they just maybe thought, oh, well, we've got to do what our school did. Or right. maybe even they said, I'm, when I start my school, I'm going to use this other software that this, you know. But the thing is, now, in 2021, there's almost always a better solution from anything you decided two or three years ago. Right. You know what I mean? It's sort of a unique time period in that. In the 90s or maybe even the early 2000s, you might have been able to go like five, ten years without, you know, needing to change software. Or even that, considering it. Consider it, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But especially in the payment side and the account, oh I mean, God. it's been exploding how many options there are and how much consumer behavior has changed. We were just talking a little bit about um, Cash App and Venmo and how, in you know, people are swapping money no problem. And so... You know, things like schools and all the, you know, yeah. church, all these other sort of institutions that, you know, maybe just don't don't have the accounting or banking savvy. Right. Uh, or just kind of left behind. So I would just say, yeah, if you haven't looked at that process in right. uh, two years <laughs> yeah, or six months even maybe, yeah. look at it again. Chances are there's going to be something that makes it way easier for your staff and your right. customers. Or well, I got two things on that. So the first thing is, is, is accountants have not branded. I don't blame the clients. Accountants have not branded themselves in such a way that you, because all we're talking about with that is decision-making awareness. Oh, wait. I know my accountant helps with that, mm -hmm. but they don't. Right. So if I'm if I'm being fair in that discussion, it's because accountants for years, which is what I fight against daily, people think, well, I'm you're just the guy I get at the end of the year to do my tax return. Yeah. It, like really to recap what's already been done, tell me if I made money or lost money, and fill out this tax form properly. Right. But man, we're doing. I know you got a point on that. We're we're doing so much more than that. Yeah, no, it is funny. Like it kind of falls in this crack of like, uh, is it the IT guy? Is it the web guy? Because is it the yeah. accountant? Is it right? Certainly, it's not the credit card company that's going to come around and say, "Oh, you should try ACH." <laughs> you well, know what I mean, yeah, and, and I will uh, tell you because because of technology and and better yet, cloud technology, which has really made it 
where you don't need to be an IT guy. Right. Like for us, we sit around. I mean, before you came in, Quentin and I were sitting there just kind of talking about tech stacks. We're starting to push. We're starting to refine for certain clients in certain industries. What should your tech stack be? Okay, zero for accounting, gusto for payroll. Like, <coughs> excuse me. He's got um, a catering client. He's doing a demo with a software called Ivy. So we hope that Ivy is the one. That's more of like a client-facing um, messaging portal kind of deal right. for where you work. So they're working with brides and people putting on parties. Right. But we're hopeful because we have another catering client that that becomes our catering client tech stack. Sure. That so we're not an IT people, but we understand how all these parts work together. Right. Um, and the so, same thing could be said for schools. I'm sure there's absolutely. a school and for school payment software and no doubt. You know, I mean, all and that that's stuff. my job now. That, and again, I get back to my point about the branding. I don't think people think that I'm out there looking for those things. But what we're doing, because we have said as a firm, our mission is to help small businesses do better business. That does not mean your tax return. It means the tax return is a component of it. Sure. And so I was in, uh, again, I keep bringing up Quentin because we were talking this morning. I brought up, I, I literally drew on his whiteboard a wheel. And I mm. said, tax is just a spoke in this wheel. But other things are payroll, advisory, tech stack. Collections is I mean, what we're talking the about. The whole you know? thing. Like, if my mission is to help you do better business, why the heck am I just filling out the forms at the end of the year? Right. We want to help you. And I'm telling you, we're researching this stuff, learning it because we like it. I mean, we're running our whole business off this technology. Um, so again, I don't think accountants have branded themselves well enough in this area, nor do they want to do it. We do, and we're trying to brand ourselves. Hence this podcast sure. and all the other stuff we're doing. Right. So, um, one example: the school. Um, second example, and this is one I think a lot of people can relate to: uh, oil and gas company where the CPA has a set of books and the client has a set of books, and neither agree. Basically, the uh, the accountants you you know you as the client have told them, hey. Do my accounting. I'm not sure really what that means, but produce a financial statement, and I'll be over here invoicing and collecting. So that's what that means <clears throat> by a set of books, because it almost sounds like it's shady, but you're yep. saying like it's really just the CPA has to have a set of books to be able to file a tax return that's right. and you know stay compliant. And this other guy's just, his set of books, I did air quotes there, right. is just <laughs> meaning like he's got a spreadsheet of just Correct. Keeping track of his bank statement and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, his, his set okay. of books were using QuickBooks as an invoicing tool. Okay. So not reconciling the bank account. Gotcha. So they're not intentionally different no. or anything like that. But again, no communication, nothing on the front end. It was just like, I know we need a CPA. Like, I've got a lot of people right, that come to right. me and say that. You know, I was, they, they'll say things like, uh, you know, I'm starting a business. I know I need a CPA. Yeah. So again, back to that conversation. Yeah, I mean, of, that's how I was. I of start, course. I started, uh, you know... And it was like April 14th. I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably, you hire a CPA? Okay, yeah, right. let's see. You heard that at a cocktail party. <laughs> yeah. Right? Or at yeah. the beach. Yeah. The places where you a talk, cocktail party all, on the beach. All the places where you talk accounting. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, um, and again, it just goes back to that. What we're trying to do is to break those thought patterns of, no, the, these things ought to be on the front end, you know, not on the back end. So this client literally doesn't even know what they make until they get the tax return, and it's somewhat surprising. They have lots of questions, and the other guys are going, well, you didn't... It's just a lack of communication. So the solution for these guys is pretty simple. We took their data, we converted it, and put it in a zero, cleaned it up. So that's part of the total control accounting system. Right. The step first one, the first, the first step is cleanup. So we did... We basically followed our total control accounting system with them. 
We wanted to leave them going into the second phase, which was the read phase, but we, they, they didn't have the record phase down. So we had to clean them up. We had to get them consistent. So I looked yesterday. They're in zero. They're coding yeah. the transactions. They're invoicing. And then the third step is collaboration. So co- co- the consistency and collaboration almost are two and three go together. Yeah. And, I, and we, I, again, I'm checking in, so I'm collaborating. Yeah. I'm looking. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, and I want to make this comment too. I think the consistency part is it's not so much that like you instilled this new discipline in them, although you could say that. Right. It's just that you also helped lower the bar. <laughs> yeah. To make it easier to be consistent. That's I know a good that's point. that's how it went for me. Is like I used to never be, you know, like I, it just never. I never felt the urgency because it was like I mean my bank statements there and all my expenses are accounted for. So reconciling, you know, these minor yeah. little things never felt like things were out of control if that wasn't done. But uh, zeros made it so easy to do that that it's like, okay, the benefits, yeah, you know, there to just do it. And yeah, there's a hurdle in terms of like me selling you to a certain extent on the importance. But yeah, you, it's always it's always more helpful if if what I'm selling you, I can also say, and look, I'm telling you this tool I'm about to give you is going to make it a way easier. Right. So that hurdle becomes less of a hurdle. Sure. It's a good point. And yeah. so they're consistent. And if and, and let me back up. This client wanted to do it better. Yeah. They just never knew where to go. Yeah, you're not like the dentist. No. You know, like <laughs> yeah, excuse me, this cough. Um, this client wanted to do better business. Like they wanted to have their books, just didn't know where to go. So now they got a plan. They're consistent. We're collaborating. We're now moving to the read stage where, <coughs> man, I'm just, I'm just yeah, take a take a sip or whatever you need. Um, they're moving to the read stage, which is in their proposal I built for them. They're two meetings a year, so now we're going to take their data and we're going to read it together and start to point out things that they need to look out for, so they can then understand and tell their team. Like we're moving them along in the total control accounting system with the goal of, man, you guys are running a really good business. You got your data. Like, let me just help you fine tune and be an advisor. Right. But, you know, so it took some steps. So that's second, our second uh, case study. All right, third. Um, this one is really, like, near and dear to me. He's a really good friend um, who is, like, just kind of a serial entrepreneur, really smart, really savvy, owned a construction company, Um where, you know, he, he went big. He had a team of 10 people, a foreman. He had, I think, two accounting people and an admin, people, a, a draftsman. Like, he was doing it. But it was very manual. It was in QuickBooks Desktop. And this is probably about five years ago he sold it. Um, and so he got out of that business, went to, you know, he's an entrepreneur, went and did other things. But the building kind of kept pulling at him. So he's back doing building, but he's doing it better this time. I introduced him to zero. He's running now a construction company, not as big, but close, by himself with Zero and Google Sheets because he does his budgeting in Google Sheets. It's what he so it's fine, and he's doing all this, paying the same, nearly the same amount of vendors, the same you know sums of money, running the same sums of deposits on draws from construction loans and that sort of thing, all with Zero. Right. So let's kind of talk about how he's doing that. Um, first is the bill payment function. So in the construction industry, I don't know a lot of people know this, like in construction, people want their checks on Friday, like your subs generally, that's kind of the thought, you know, you meet at the job site or at your office, whatever. Well, that was, that was becoming a problem for him. Like we were doing it in zero, (coughs) um, 
which is fine. But he was still cutting checks. And I said, look, man, he because he recently bought a place down at the beach. He's like, I want to spend more time on the beach. But one of the things that's holding me back, because I got a pretty virtual system, but is this check? Well, now we moved him to zero with Relay. So Relay is an online bank. And basically what happens is this. Here's the workflow. The vendor, we tell them, look, Wednesday night, you got to have your invoice to us, which is just a PDF. Send us it. That PDF goes to him, and then he he could give them this email address I'm about to mention, but Zero gives you an email address for your accounts payable, right? So they email to him. He forwards it to that Zero. Meaning, <clears throat> explain that a little bit okay. better, because that I'm familiar with that process. Yep. But explain that to people who don't. Okay, so zero. When you get a zero account, and you so zero offers accounts payable. So meaning, you know, your bills that you owe your vendors. But when they do that, they give you a dedicated email address. It's a you know arcane string of characters at zero.com. But something you can bookmark in your contacts or whatever. You could just create a contact called zero bills. Right. So what happens is somebody sends you a bill, you just forward it to that email address, and then zero pulls it into your file as an accounts payable bill. And if it's a PDF that's pretty standard, it will read it using OCR, optical character recognition, and start to fill out the bill for you in zero. So it won't do it all right. The technology is not 100% perfect, but it'll do a lot of it. It'll read the vendor name. It'll read the amount. You might have to go in and say it's this expense account or that expense account. But once you do that, done. Right. Then the next step is because you've got Relay Bank, which is an online bank that has a direct connection to zero. It has, a, it has an accounts payable function. In Relay, it syncs with zero and pulls that bill in, including the PDF, and says, hey, you want to pay these guys? Then you just click pay. And if you've, you might have to set them up in Relay, which is easy. Right. Like where you just send an email. You literally click, I forget the terminology, but it's you click, it, you, you click a button and it sends that vendor an email and says, hey, so-and-so wants to pay you, enter your payment information, and fill out your W-9, which is another key thing. Yeah. And then now they're set up to be paid by ACH, and it's one-day ACH. So long story short, we've solved the check problem with technology where on Thursdays, if he's at the beach, he's literally just going through his relay account, checking everybody, making sure their bills are in because they're in zero, they funneled in, the, and just click and pay. Yeah. Click and pay. Done. Yeah. And somehow we've ended up doing accounting on the beach again. <laughs> was that all this story was for? I thought all roads were <laughs> I feel like I've been hoodwinked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Can I catch your breath there, man? Uh, oh, I wasn't expecting that. That no, was a curveball. Look, that sounds awesome. And it, it reminds me <laughs> of the conversation we had where it was like, I mean, this guy started a construction business. And then five years later, he's doing it differently. We kind of had that whole conversation of like, if you could start a virtual business, yeah. you know, it was like, man, I mean, we just listed all the same tools. I mean, literally the guy, it's all virtual. All virtual. And, you know, it. I guess it's just kind of back to the same point I made earlier. Like, it's worth just taking inventory of like, okay, even just as an exercise, like if I was going to start my business again today, and wipe out all the tools I'm currently using and reevaluate yeah. them. Yep. It's worth doing. It not, you know what I mean? Absolutely. At least a place to start and just realize, whoa, we can be making our life a whole lot easier. Well, think about this. This guy is such an advocate of this whole cloud accounting system. He and I are talking, and he we're, we're trying to figure out uh, starting a consulting firm because he wants to go pitch this to other people in the construction, and, and, and uh, he's got some clients 
not clients, a lot of good friends in the restaurant business. Um, and he's looking at them going, man, they could really benefit from this. Yeah, so he believes in the system so much, he's going into businesses and thinking about how he knows his other buddies in the construction industry do things. Well, he's talking about the guy he actually sold his old construction company to. He's like, I know he still has the two people I had on staff. He's like, I could go into him and be like, look, man, this is the system I use. Like, let's adopt this. And then we're talking about he has some restaurant buddies. He's like, Marcus, you would not believe how manual they are. He's like, he's literally talking about the things we talk about here at our office. He's like, yeah, they get an invoice for their food cost. And, you know, at one location, they mail it to another location for a guy to check it off. He's like... He's like payroll. Everybody's got to come to the come to the restaurant at Wednesday at two o'clock. He's like, dude, we have got to get in there and implement these systems. So it's like, I also want to make this point: these systems are not just like accountants getting off, going, "Oh, this is really cool, techie," and nobody cares. Like, right. these are solutions that if you want to be efficient in your business, they'll get you excited right. because they like this guy. They mean he can go to the beach now. Right. He's not chained to his office because he's got to cut checks on Friday. Right. So like it I want to yeah. make that point like we're excited about it but we're only excited about it cuz it's efficient and helps you run your business. Sure. And too, I mean just to think of like from him, his perspective, his vendors now don't have to go to an office, right. then go to the bank. Right. You know, it's just ace it's done. Oh you no, know? it's I mean that's a way better experience for them too. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. Um, Imagine if you're a vendor that's so ingrained in your routine is like, well, let me go to everybody's construction office. Right. You know, that's true. Cause you're imagine, working for multiple. Yeah. Imagine if you were the vin, you know, you're the painter or the cabinet guy and you're like, no, I can Friday afternoon, I can go to the beach. Ooh. You know, would you do your, would here. he be doing his accounting? Absolutely. Not. <laughs> this we're all, no, all yeah, the this guy's done. He's just hanging Man. out on the beach because he doesn't have to go pick up the check and then go deposit it so and all that other stuff. You bringing up something and I didn't even think we we're going to go there, but in that example, if you run your business better, and we've been talking about this so much here at our firm, if we run our business better, people are going to notice and want to want to do business with you. If you're the construction guy who on every Friday morning their your subs have a deposit in their bank account. I think you're a little more like people want to work with you a little more. Sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, because I mean it makes a lot of sense, right? Like you just said, I don't have to go chase you around, get a check, hope it hope the money's good. Like I look up I wake up Friday morning, I've got an ACH deposit that's pending. Right. So uh, I think that's just one of the kind of unintended consequences of it. But um I think, you know, if we were um to kind of bring the conversation forward is when you start a business and you and you're being intentional. Everybody starts with an idea generally, a product or service they want to they want to sell or render. When you do that, just think about how you're go- like play it out. Think about all the steps of receiving money, paying people, accounting for it. I know like none of that sounds like what you got into business to do, but I'm telling you and Tyler I think can attest in his his businesses he's been involved in, it ultimately comes back to roost. And I don't think anybody starts a business thinking, I want it to be mom and pop, or I want it to be unsuccessful. Like, talk to anybody that has a really successful business. Generally, not always, but generally, they have their accounting and finance somewhat in order. So why not start with the end in mind, thinking like, I want to have a good business. That may not mean 100 employees, but you can have a great business with six employees. 
where everybody, like you use great technology, you do good work, it's efficient, people have work-life balance, all these things. So think, start with the end in mind about what you want, and then talk to somebody like me to help you achieve those goals. Because I, I guarantee you, I'm going to have, and our firm's going to have some ideas on this because that's what we do every day. I mean, we sit around weekly in meetings and talk about, hey, did you see this new thing that Zero came out with? Or did you see this new function that Gusto came out with? Or what about this new app? Like I mentioned Ivy for catering companies. I didn't know anything about Ivy, but now I do. Yeah. So I'm, we've got another catering client. We're bringing them in Monday to pitch these ideas to them. Yeah. And too, I mean, I think <clears throat> there's, I've experienced some benefit of having an advisor like you because- you know, the tech savvy part was never really the issue. I mean, we were always Googling and kind of doing our own research of like, okay, what kind of software pieces can fit in this puzzle? But I remember at one point in our, uh, in one of my businesses, we were using, um, we're using um, an invoicing and billing software, um, but it wasn't a full accounting suite. And right. I didn't necessarily n notice that because it was like, well, it keeps track of our expenses. It keeps track of our revenue. Right. We can bill through it and we have a record of all of our invoices and everything like that. But it didn't produce a balance sheet. Yeah. It didn't produce a few other things. And I wasn't really worried about that too much. But you were able to say, hey, look, this software is good, but it's n it's not giving you this full picture, right? you may want to consider this other software or, or, or whatever. Um, and so I think that's helpful too, because you're yeah. going to have a more holistic view of everything, considering everything from like, you know, why you would need to produce a balance sheet right. to, okay, hey, this is going to, you're going to need this information when you file a tax return, blah, 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 this you need for payroll, et cetera. You have a more holistic view of the right. whole, you know, chain, if you will. Well, I'm also a small business owner, and so I get it. Like, to your point, we have clients, you know, we're talking about in the restaurant business. I understand if you have a restaurant, uh, a restaurant, a POS, a point-of-sale system, that you've trained everybody, you don't want to scrap that. Right. Okay? So you know what I know? I call a friend of mine who lives in... Uh, a little, a little barrier island off of Florida near Jacksonville, who's a, who's a food and beverage kind of specialist. And I called her, I said, Stephanie, got some restaurant clients who work with this point of sale, but we want to work with zero and they don't integrate. Well, she goes, no problem. Use this software called Shogo. Shogo is the go-between of those two software. It allows, so you can go to Shogo's website, sure enough, they integrate with the point of sale system that this client used, but it then, and it also integrates with our preferred accounting system which is zero. So the point is, I can go to a small business owner and go, I'm not going to try to dictate. Although on some clients we do, if they want to work yeah. with us, we say this is the tech stack. There's but, always that flex point. Correct. Right? Yeah. But to your point, I've got the little 30,000 foot view to say, well, I get that you're using a toast and it doesn't integrate with zero, but I have enough contacts and wherewithal and, you know, uh, foresight to call this other uh, colleague yeah, to of find mine a solution. and say, and she goes, no, you can have both. So now we just go, hey, let's let's implement Shogo. It goes between Toast and Zero. You get to live in Toast, which you love. You've trained everybody on. You don't want to move, which yeah. I totally get. We get to put you in Zero, which we think is the best solution for you. Everybody wins. Yeah. But it's a little foresight and a little conversation that if you're just over there in your own world and you never ask or you don't ever talk yeah. with your accountant or advisor, that solution doesn't happen. Sure. And you're sitting there with a POS that you're trying to manually input data into a desktop software when we could have said, look, let's time out. 
let's keep you in toast, yeah. but we think the output should be in zero, and here's the solution to do that. Yeah. And we've talked about that before, how like with technology, there's such an advantage to just have this like glass half full mentality. Yeah, that's where good point. like you just kind of uh, you can find a way. Yeah. You know. Well, I think I think it your mindset. I mean, we're in such an information tech driven world. Your mindset has to shift to when you have a problem. Not always, but a lot of times. Okay. There's a piece of software that can solve this, generally. Right. Yeah. And that's what you said. Well, I think I forget what episode it was. You always just default to that immediately. Right. I come to a problem that seems pretty manual. Okay, let me just do it. Let me do a little Google searching. Surely, and chances are there is yeah. a solution that'll fix that. Yeah, because as tech, you know, there's more technology, and by that's made software, software is way easier to create now. Oh, that's a good point. You know what I mean? So that's innovated as well. So... The, the manpower and resources it takes to create these solutions, you know, there's a lot of variables. And if you happen to be a software developer listening, you're probably just like, oh, you're, yeah, God, your mind's you know, exploding. Yeah, you know. This web guy. Thinks but he like, knows I think everybody could agree, like, what it took, you know, to make something like this 10 years ago is not nearly what it takes now. And as a result of that, the barrier of entry to even create these solutions has gone, is a lot lower. Absolutely. So it's why you can find, Software specifically, if you own, if you're a dog walker, like you, there's probably a complete business suite you could subscribe oh, absolutely. to. Absolutely, because if there if there's enough of people in your industry, tr- chances are somebody has seen a business opportunity. I mean, we're capitalists, right. and said, "I want to solve that problem." I mean, back to the the catering company. There's mm-hmm. software and catering kind of food and beverage industry. There's software where your employees, if you allow it, I mean, again. Full control on a lot of these stuff, but you can allow your employees to, in an app, change and swap shifts. I mean, I know that's a that's a pain yeah. for a lot of businesses. That was probably a big part of a manager's job. Absolutely, like having to run it by so and so. But how about you just set approval levels and say this kind of shift, whatever it is. I'm not gonna if it's a bar back. Let's just say yeah. that we can we can reasonably expect one guy to do the same job as the other. Just give them full autonomy to switch shifts. And I'm out of the equation. And they've done it in an app, which they're used to using anyway, by the way. Um, so, yeah, man, it's just, it's just a, a piece of software, generally speaking, that can, that can solve your problem and, and kind of help you. Yeah. All right, yeah, so those are three really strong examples of just the whole, you know, where we are with cloud accounting and all the new benefits of technology. and Starting you know. with the end in mind. Right. I think that's where I would say is you, you've kind of made the point, which I love, which is, glass half full mentality when it comes to software. You get to a problem that's very manual, your antenna should go off and go, wait a minute. I'm over here working in a spreadsheet and a Word document and they don't talk. Okay, the chances are, if nothing else, hopefully this podcast has brought awareness where you at least go to look. That's the first thing. And the second thing would be just start with somebody from the beginning, whiteboard the processes, let them in. That's generally going to be an accountant that knows cloud accounting. It's right. the best of both worlds because then we can also tell you, hey, let's build your software in such a way or your, uh, let's build your, your system in such a way that produces this output to then do financial reporting, which is your financial statements, and do your tax return, which is what you probably thought we were going to do at the beginning. Right. So start with the end in mind, glass half full mentality on software. Yeah, for sure. So if you're looking for a place to get started, I would just say, yeah, just 
know that there's solutions out there right and then yeah go to mirror.group and reach out and absolutely you know you don't have to be left on your own with this stuff the mirror group will just pull you out of the <laughs> muck and the mire we want to bring you from and they'll plop you right on the beach with all the tools you need <laughs> right. <laughs> right i don't think when we set out to start the total control accounting system that we said that freedom was accounting at the beach but yeah maybe we need to rethink that it certainly is going to appeal to a lot of people i think <laughs> right um, all right. Well, that's it for today. Um, on a real note, though, check out the resources at Group, and certainly reach out to them if you need help with any of this stuff. Be on uh, next week. Yep. See you next time. <laughs>